0: flushcarecom slash weight
1: loss. I'm a big proponent of internal communications as much as external communications. I think Alfonso mentioned this, but our brand is our number one asset. And so what, how does that brand get represented? Every single day it gets represented by the people who work in corporate and sort of tell these stories, craft these stories, and put them out into the world. But it also gets represented by every customer service representative, every retail employee. There's a thousand people across the US who every day are representing our brand. And typically when I get questions about what's going on with Nespresso, it's referencing an employee who sits outside of our corporate office. So that's where that internal comms piece becomes so critical is are we really living and breathing our values? Are we acting on them every day?
0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Marketing Vanguard podcast. I'm Jenny Rooney. And I am thrilled to be here today with two leaders at Nespresso. I have Alfonso Gonzalez-Loshin. He's the CEO at Nespresso. And I am joined as well by Jessica Padula, who is the head of marketing there. Jessica, welcome. And Alfonso, welcome. So I'm really excited because I think um, what we're going to talk about today is is largely a big focus um, from the two of you on sustainability at Nespresso. It feels like that's such so part and parcel of what you're doing there, and certainly um, the fact that it takes center stage. And and mar- you know, Jessica, your your title itself is Vice President of Marketing and Interim Vice President of Sustainability at Nespresso USA. So talk a little bit about you know. Your vantage point, where the two of you is, are coming from vis a vis this priority at the company?
1: Sure, I can start. I uh, had the privilege of taking over sustainability on top of my marketing role earlier this year. And at first, some people think, well, those two things are very different. They are. I have a lot to learn in the sustainability space, but over seven years at Nespresso. And like you said, sustainability has always been a core part of who this brand and this business is all about. And so naturally, it's part of what we communicate and how we tell our story as a brand. And so as a marketer, it's a really privileged position to be in where you're really connecting those dots naturally and then able to take on on that leadership role as well. Um, Alfonso can probably tell more uh, given his tenure at the company about our sustainability story as well.
2: Yes, uh, thanks for that, Jess. Look, Jenny, in addition to what Jess was saying, uh, if I take a step back, at Nespresso in the U.S., what we're focused is really on value creation, brand value creation. Oh, and this is this is not only in terms of our products, but as well in terms of the services uh, and everything that we do that we crafted in such a way that we deliver something that is meaningful and engaging to all our consumers, but as well to our partners. And when we look at our sustainability, it's something we've been doing for, for more than 30 years. We just got recognized as a B Corp uh, a year ago. No, well, it's the first B Corp for a, for a company the size of an espresso. And at the end of the day, this is the testament, or it's a, it's a recognition for all of us of everything that's been doing since for the past 30 years. Mm-hmm. Whether it's our AAA program in partnership with Rainforest Alliance, whether it's uh, uh, the very robust recycling uh, system that we have established since 1991 uh, within the brand, uh, whether it's all that positive impact that we do in our communities at farm level, but as well at local level, Everything we do has this purpose in mind, and, and at the end of the day, this is one of the key points of the that we have: differentiation that we have the, behind the brand, but as well that every single employee that works within an espresso, whether it's global or at the U.S., this is a source of pride for us as well.
0: Yeah, and listen, I love, by the way, that I. In the conversation with you today, I do have the pairing of a CEO with the, the the head of marketing. You know, I think there's something so unique about that. We at the with the Marketing Vanguard podcast and everything we do at Adweek under the Marketing Vanguard banner, we want to make sure that we're sort of focusing in on. C-suite collaboration, executive collaboration, and arguably the CEO has to be so lockstep with the CMO in any given organization in such an intentional way. Talk a little bit about that because what I'm hearing is sustainability is embedded in in the DNA of the company, but how did the two of you work together so that you make sure, Alfonso, that marketing is the true growth driver for your business, that it needs to be, and is in so lockstep with your business goals obviously, as, as CEO?
2: Um, that's a great question, Jenny. Look, uh, even though a lot of people will tell you this, I am a big believer in having always the best people and the right people in the, in the right position, right? So really being a people-first organization. So the reason I work so well with Jess is because Jess, Jess is fantastic at her job. I have a marketing background. Just bef- before taking on this position, I was the CMO globally for, uh, for Nespresso. So I have a good understanding of marketing, our strategy, what we want to get out of it. And I have a perfect understanding that Jess, that Jess has those capabilities. Actually, I step a little bit away from marketing in my, in my current role to allow Jess, obviously, to empower Jess and allow Jess that sort of breathing space uh, uh, to really develop. At least, at least that's what I think Jess will be able to tell you a little <laughs> bit better, no? But again, to, to the same point is yes. Uh, I, I completely agree with you that marketing and, the, and let's say, in the CEO have to be uh, in a lockstep. It's 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 Jess is my right hand, if you like, in a way. No, she she has obviously from a brand's perspective, she's she, and, and being a consumer first organization because we really are a consumer first. We put consumers at the center of everything we do. Really, uh, uh, the strategy that we have for our brand or for our corporation. Even though we're all participating in that strategy from, a, let's say, from a, from the different functions in the company, Jessica is the leader of that. And sustainability being at the core of what Nespresso stands for, just having Jess starting to take, because you, you mentioned interim, no? Future not to be interim, but uh, really exactly having sustainability being at the same leadership as marketing is because it's part of our overall strategy everything we do we do to create a positive impact in our communities in our at farm level with our partners it's just it just goes hand in hand so having just take care of these two responsibilities for me it just makes complete sense and then how do we work it's like uh, I, I would tell you uh, i let just i let just work no? and we will have will have our, our our challenges our pushbacks but it's more about ideation and how to make things happen
0: Mm, I love that because I think one of the and I love that you have a marketing background, Alfonso, because obviously, those are the most I think those are the most um, passionate CEOs for marketing, but also they're the biggest advocates for marketing and the power of marketing within an organization. So, um, you know, we just had our event in LA called ad week X and we had, um, you know, we talked a lot about this pairing between CEO and marketing, um, lead in an organization as being so vital and critical, but in both cases, the CEOs came up through the CMO role, right? So they had appreciation, but there's very much that component of needing to let go a little bit and, and having healthy debate because you need to let the marketing lead also have ideas and, and sort of push that. Jessica, from your vantage point, you know, um, it's about story, right and sustainability is the story that's fundamental to nespresso. How do you as as the head of marketing how are you thinking about what you're doing externally but also what you're doing internally because it feels like there would have to be a lot of internal marketing internal um, buy-in internal sort of you know that 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 feeling that the organization not just talks about it but actually feels it owns it, lives it. talk a little bit about that yeah. That responsibility.
1: I'm glad you brought that up because I'm a big proponent of internal communications as much as external communications. I think Alfonso mentioned this, but our brand is our number one asset. And so how does that brand get represented? Every single day it gets represented by the people who work in corporate and sort of tell these stories, craft these stories and put them out into the world. But it also gets represented by every customer service representative, every retail employee. There's a thousand people across the U.S. who every day are representing our brand. And typically when I get questions about what's going on with Nespresso, it's referencing an employee who sits outside of our corporate office. So that's where that internal comms piece becomes so critical is, are we really living and breathing our values? Are we acting on them every day? And it was never more true than when I worked actually in the corporate communications function during COVID. And we were making those really hard decisions that every company had to make about closing our boutiques. And how are we going to do that. How are we going to afford that? What were we going to do with our people? And Alfonso is really truly a leader in the sense of being people first, thinking about how does this impact the human beings at the company and the human beings who actually have that product, that Nespresso product in their, in their home. So I love that you led with the idea of storytelling because that's um, if you looked at my LinkedIn, it says I'm a storyteller at heart. That's why I got into marketing is because I, I do. I like. I didn't, uh, but, but I took a guess. You, you took a guess. Probably <laughs> every that. marketer <laughs> at this point, but, but that's the thing but is. But it's,
0: it's different with you guys. I mean, I can feel it. The, I can feel it. That's so, so core.
1: I think a lot of companies feel like they have to do sustainability. And of course, we all need to as good, you know, citizens of the world, but as Alfonso was saying, it's been in our DNA since the day we started as a company, it seems. And so when you join Nespresso, it's the, one of the first things you learn about. You walk into our office and you see a huge wall with signatures on it. And it's because every person has signed the B Corp signatory that we talked about before. It's, it's we live this, we breathe this, we expect you to behave in this way and show up this way. But also we hold ourselves accountable as an organization to make decisions based on those values. Things like air freighting product from Switzerland. We now have real meaningful sustainability-minded conversations, not just the business conversation when we have to make mm. those decisions. And that's, I think it makes it easier to tell the story internally at least because we do act and show up that way. It is really true to yeah. our DNA. I would say the harder part as a marketer is that people are kind of getting tapped out of these messages and they're they're hearing a lot of the same stories and we are a leader in that space. And so how do you make them pay attention? Attention is such a big topic in marketing right now. How do you make them pay attention? Mm-hmm. How do you make them care? And how do you tap into something that really matters to them, but isn't just self-congratulatory or self-serving for Nespresso? And that's the biggest challenge right now.
0: Well, look, I mean, talk just briefly before I go into my next few quick questions. I mean, talk about Nespresso. Just where is it in its journey? Where has it been historically? I mean, it's coffee, but it's elevated, right? I mean, there's just, <laughs> there's a and I mean, the partnerships you've done, um, Talk a little bit about, uh, Alfonso, bring us up to speed with Nespresso as a company and where it's been, where it is right now, where it's going.
2: Um, Yes, of course. Look, uh, I mean, Nespresso has been around for for slightly more than 30 years, started uh, about 30 years ago globally with somebody sort of saying, how do I replicate that perfect cup of espresso that I saw in Italy, and how do I do it at a touch of a button? No, 30 and you've than-
0: been there since the start then, right? Because yeah, so, you've uh, been there for 30 years? Yeah.
2: Nesp- well, I've, I've been, if you ask me, Alfonso, I've been in the company for about 30 years, but not so. I've been in the Nestle group for, for, for those 30 years. I've been the past nine uh, years uh, within uh, the Nespresso group. But uh, since then... You have seen an expansion. So we invented single serve coffee, but uh, but, uh, but to me, an espresso. That the, the espresso brand is is much more than a single serve coffee brand. It is a coffee brand in its own right, but it's a lifestyle brand as well. Mm. No? Mm. Many times people say, "Well, are you luxury? You're not luxury." Look, at the end of the day, brand luxury is for us. is not a sector. It's a state of mind, and the way you bring it to life is providing that value to your consumers in everything that you do, elevated that brand to a luxury level in everything that you do, whether it's the quality of the coffee that we serve, or it's how we procure the coffee, or it's the services that we provide you as an end consumer and how we surprise and delight you every day in and every day out. No? So uh, so that's sort of the trajectory of espresso. And when, when you look at North America, when you look at the US, it's been a great story because even though it started, uh, 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 let's say several years back, 10 years ago, and it's going to be this year, 10 years ago, we launched what we call the Vertuo system, which is this system that at the end of the day, at the touch of a button, it recognizes your cup. and can make an espresso cup. You can make a double espresso. You can get a Gran Lunco. You can get you can get a full mug of coffee. You can even get a carafe to sort of share coffee. This is the versatility of our system. And the way our system works as well, it touches on so many parameters, pressuring, wetting, pre-wetting, uh, the type of coffee that you have. So it's really a mini, let's say, factory within so that you can provide all these type of coffee beverages. And this has been one of the key success factors for the U.S. We have developed a system in Espresso that really catered to the U.S. consumer. And I'm happy to tell you that uh, since then, we've been enjoying a higher penetration, a higher share of market, and a double-digit growth in the U.S. market.
0: So let's talk about the brand partnerships, the celebrities, the endorsers, you know, the people who you've seen. I mean, obviously, George Clooney is the first one that comes to mind and um, happily so. Um, (laughs) But there have been so many others. Um, Julia Garner, Simone Ashley. Talk a little bit about that. You know, you have to be so intentional when you're choosing those brand partnerships and those uh, celebrity partners. Talk a little bit about that. Jessica you yeah can that
1: sure one. it's um I mean George is is classic right for in so many ways he perfectly represents that that luxury that sort of amazingness that we bring inside your home every day and so he's the embodiment in so many ways of the brand and we're really lucky that he's also really invested in the sustainability element of our business so he really I mean he the full picture the, over the past few years we've added you know, like you said, Julia and Simone are new friends. And then most recently we launched, um, with David Beckham out of the UK market. So yeah, you can start to see sort of a red thread here of elevation, but also sort of like trying to stay culturally relevant, trying to tap into a younger consumer, thinking about diversity differently. If you're going to have more and more people representing who your brand is, we, like you said, we take that decision so carefully. We studied, you know, which celebrities are popular, which celebrities mean something? What, what resonance do they have with a younger consumer? Because of course we want to penetrate a Gen Z audience. We want to get in front of them and they have very little attention spans as we talked about. So how do you make your brand relevant and how do you not push yourselves into their space, but actually try to be welcomed into it? And so yeah, Julian Simone in the most recent commercial with George Clooney that we're running right now. It was a fun example of how do you have someone who can play off of George, right? Who can be at that level from like a luxury standpoint, but can have that sense of humor and that sort of credibility in the coffee drinking space as well. Um, and so all of the celebrities we brought in and will continue to bring in, we ap- we we really want them to be, how do you best represent another facet to this really multifaceted brand? Um, and that's how, mm. that's how we look at who we've been bringing in.
0: Listen, I would love to invite both of you and George and Julia and Simone to an ad week stage soon <laughs> to actually tell that story. So um, let's definitely do that. I know we're running short on time, but I did want to ask you both the question, you know, if, if Vanguard means a group of people leading the way in new developments or ideas, what's an example of a development or an idea that you've had that has led the way for your company or for the industry that you're particularly proud of?
2: I would say purpose purposeful approach to business i'll come back to that jenny that if you ask me what am i most proud of within espresso there's there's a lot of things no the quality of the coffee that, that we make our, our superb machines that really just and look make this coffee come to life in a very different way uh the stories that we tell so all of that fantastic the the, the brand ambassadors that we have we just spoke about that Jessica just, just sort of uh, elaborated on but the pride is behind the purposeful approach to business that we have. I would love to have the time to talk to you about our AAA program, which really, really focuses at the core, at the source of coffee, where the biggest impact is. Not many people think the impact in, isn't in the, the biggest impact, negative carbon footprint impact is in the packaging or the biggest impact is how you source coffee. And the way we source coffee, we, we source coffee from more than 150,000 farmers buying directly to them. Providing technical assistance day in and day out to them throughout the year. Uh, paying, price pre- pay, paying price premiums to all this to as well provide our landscape. Putting alternative ways of working. So whether it's through agroforestry, whether it's through, uh, through alternative agricultural systems. It's like everything. And as well, taking care of the environment. You know? Really, uh, the way we grow coffee... We're talking about moving towards generative, uh, regenerative agriculture. And we're talking about relieving our ecosystems. And it's, it's not a story. It's not what everybody's saying. You go to our AAA farms and it's real. You can see a AAA farm next to a non-AAA farm. It's visible. And then with all the partners that we do it, and we don't do it alone. We could never do it alone. We do it through a multitude of partners, whether it's Freight Day, whether it's Rainforest Alliance, whether it's Pure Project, whether it's Techno. We have so many partners that we work with together to make this possible, and this makes a difference. Because when you see the impact that you that you have at farm level, but as well the way Jess and team transform it at local level through the community partnerships that we do it here, this is what makes you. This is what energizes you day in and day out to say. I, not only do I love working for this brand because it's a fantastic premium luxury brand, it's a brand that has a purpose. It's a, it's a brand that really cares about the environment. When we're talking about being a B Corp, we're talking about really managing our triple bottom line. We, we don't not only balance profit, we want profit, but as well the environmental impact and the social impact that we have. And we hold ourselves uh, responsible for that. And we are held responsible for that as a B Corp. So really, uh, and and I, I would tell you, Jenny, if you came into the to the company, this is the first thing we talk about. But then our employees day in and day out, they live it. You see that decisions you take are catered towards that. And in addition to that, it's the most fantastic coffee that you can have every morning.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well. I I love that, Jenny, Jessica. Anything else you want to add? And by the way, like this point about like brands having cultural impact is such a real thing. And if you could leave, you know, the next generation, or perhaps those in school right now, those in college, those in business school, seeking to find jobs or opportunities where they can truly have impact in the in this world, um, you know, maybe they're not thinking of marketing as a path right. for that. But what from your perspective, what would you say to them?
1: Well, I was going to build on what Alfonso was saying, and I think it actually addresses that question, Jenny, which is exactly that. Um, so to, to address your question, I started out in advertising and I worked there for five years and I felt like, oh man, all I do is just sell, sell, sell. All I do is schlep products to people that they probably don't need or want. And I've been at Nespresso the longest tenure of my career because of exactly what Alfonso just described, because yes, of course we sell product, but we use that profit to do real actual tangible good for all the humans that are involved, the full value chain and then the the piece that Alfonso referenced, right, we do all of this on a farm level because we have to secure the coffee that we need to sell. But we try and pull that through to make it relevant to consumers in the U.S. And one of the ways we did that, I'll put a plug for a mug that we just launched. Um, it's called our Community Cup. And it's a mug that we created in partnership with another B Corp named MIR, M-I-I-R, for those who don't know it. They sell stainless steel, beautiful coffee mugs. We had an artist interpret our values as an organization and the nonprofit partners that we work with here in the U.S., their their missions, and, and etched it beautifully onto this mug that we're selling. And it goes with it is a donation that we made to those nonprofit partners that we've been working with for a number of years in the U.S. that, again, represent the same values that exist on the farm that Alphonse was talking about, but in your local communities here as a U.S. consumer. And to me, that mug is an expression of sort of Everything Alfonso just described, sort of bean to cup, and is it makes it reminds me personally that I don't just sell things to make money for a company. I actually can give back and marketing can be actually a way to drive impact. And who knows, maybe you'll end up a marketer and sustainability manager at the same time if you're really <laughs> lucky.
2: You see, Jenny, way this, to br- this is where we work. this is where we work, work to get what work well together, huh?
0: It's perfect. It's perfect. Way to bring it home. <laughs> Listen. Um, thank you both so, so much. I appreciate this tre- tremendously. And I, and I know you have short time, but we'll have to uh, reconvene again sometime very, very soon and, uh, and continue the conversation. But Alfonso, Jessica, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thanks so Pleasure. much, Jenny,
2: for having us. Thank you for listening to Marketing Vanguard, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST
0: Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Jordan Pretano, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGibney at Batwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening.